Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Love by Chance 2, Episode 10. This episode I enjoyed a lot. Again, I don't know why, but this is like a really good series. It's one of the few that I'm like every week wanting to watch. I'm going to drop the link in the description because it's available on YouTube right now. It's only been up for literally like a few days and it's already got like 700,000 views or some crazy thing. But anyway, so I'm going to drop the link in the description. This episode basically follows Tin and Can dealing with Tool, Tin's brother. And this is just a bit of a problem because again, Tool is just a jerk. I really think he really just should have done what he knew he needed to do like years ago and he didn't and now he wants to make everyone pay for his mistakes. And it's really annoying to watch. I mean, really, it just is. But um, Tin and Can meet Tool because Can comes over to Tin's house to spend the day and night. And then um, Tool decides when Tin... Tin is always... I'm sorry, not Tin. Can is always hungry. And he gets up in the middle of the night and he's looking for food. And he's kind of pillaging the cupboards, seeing if he can find something to eat. And Tool comes out and says, you know, the servants aren't here. I'll cook your meal. And so Tool cooks Can some food, which Can reluctantly agrees to eat. And Tool's watching him. He goes, you know, you're a lot like Foon. And Foon is Tool's child, supposedly. I think you're going to find out he's no relation of Tool. I could be wrong there, but just a guess. And anyway, Tool tells Can that his brother did drugs and um, basically was a mess. And Can won't have it. Can says, you know, I'm going to believe your brother. I'm not believing you. So take that, you jerk. And he basically leaves, but he takes the food with him because he's still hungry. And... The next day, I believe, A and Can go to the shopping because Can just wants to get out for a little bit, have some fun with his friends. And unfortunately, Tool's at the shopping mall. And he takes him into McDonald's, buys him a meal, and shows him some pictures of Tin supposedly doing drugs, amongst other things, which probably involves other people and messing around when he shouldn't have been. And he says, you know, my brother says I'm lying, but these are pictures to prove what happened. And, you know, my brother's been with a lot of people, and I really don't see why he picked you, because you're so naive. And I really am going, you know, is there any other way that this guy could possibly insult someone? I mean, it's kind of like in The Pride and Prejudice with Kiera Knightley when she turns to Lady Catherine de Bourgh and says, you know, you have insulted me in every possible way. There you go. I don't think you've got much left to say. And really with Tool, that's kind of what you get. And the thing I love about Can in this scene is he kind of does, he does what most people wouldn't do. And the only reason I say that is most people would look at the pictures of Tin and say, oh, he did drugs. Oh, he, you know, was messing around with other people. Whereas Can sits there and goes, you know, it's just a photo. It doesn't tell the whole story. And so instead of reacting and going off the wall, he sits there and goes, I'm going to go talk directly to Tin about this. And he takes the picture that T Tool gave him via his phone, and he goes and meets Can, and, or excuse me, Tin. 
Ken goes and meets Tin. And he goes to the coffee shop that they went to initially where he got a big frozen hot cocoa, which I'm going, you know, it's so funny. He's always eating. He's got cheesecake. He's got his cocoa. And he's just sitting there. And Tin comes in and he says, you know, I saw you in the rain. I got your vitamin drink. And the thing I think is funny is this is a promotion for the vitamin company that helped pay for the movie. But anyway, little digression there. But as the story progresses in this scene, Tin says, why are you looking at your phone? What's going on? You're already squinting enough. You don't need to have more squinting on your eyes. And he says, you know, Tin, I want you to tell me what's going on here. And he shows Tin the picture. And you, no one sees the picture. Whatever it is is not shown on the camera frame. And Tin looks at the picture and says, you know, you believe my brother, we're done here. And he just leaves. And Can goes and picks up his bag, he leaves his cocoa, he leaves his cheesecake, which means a lot for Can, and he just goes after Tin, and he says, you know, I'm not saying that this is real or true, I'm saying I want to know your opinion of this picture, what is going on here, Tin, I'm not saying I believe your brother, because honestly, I believe you, you're the one I'm with, you're the one I believe, but you need to explain to me and answer my question as to what this is about. And I think this is a major turning point for them because at this moment, um, Tin kind of sits there for a moment and then he just gives Ken a hug. And Ken's like, this is weird. And he's like, you know, every single person my brother has ever done this to has always believed my brother. And you're the only one in the world who didn't believe because of this photo. And he says, this photo isn't true. I didn't do drugs. As weird as that may sound in this, as as this photo would say I did, I never did. And he said, you know, I did mess around with a lot of people I shouldn't have messed around with, but I never took drugs. And this moment, I think, is really what kind of solidified their relationship as a couple, because... Again, Tin had no one that he could trust, and I think that's why he ended up with Can, because Can trusted him. And Can sitting there going, you know, I know this picture may be telling a story, but this picture doesn't tell the whole story, and I want to know the whole story. And the other thing I love about Can's character is there's a moment when he's talking with Tool, and he's and Tool says, Well, you know my brother, you know, he was with all these people in the past. And he said, you know what, that was the past, and we're not talking about the past right now, we're in the present, and I'm in Tin's present, so that is what we're talking about right now, and not that your past doesn't affect your present, because let's all be real here, I mean, this podcast is about keeping it real, you know, it's all here, it's all real, but, you know, in the end of the day, you know, people do things that they might not want to have been remembered for in their past, but at the end of the day, what are they doing now? What is their present? Now, granted, some of those actions may have cost them physically, emotionally, mentally. And yeah, you got to deal with that in the present. But I think Tin Arcan's reaction to Tool and also how he keeps really kind of not nonchalant, you know what's bothering him, but how he sits there and goes, I'm going to go directly to the source and find out what's going on. It's like I was having a conversation with someone this last week and they were saying, you know, what about if X, you know, what about when things occur? And I said, you know, it's really not about the things that occur. And they're like, what? And I said, well, no, I mean, you know, if disaster strikes, if, you know, a time bomb goes off, if X happens, that's just an action. I said, honestly, that really isn't what matters. 
I said, what matters is our reaction to the action. And I think what I like about this episode is it really shows that, yeah, there's a picture. It might tell a story. And you're sitting going, is it true? Is it not? And I think that the thing that all of us maybe need to work toward, and I mean, I know I'm, especially for me, it's like, you know, things are never hardly ever as they seem. And as weird as that may sound, it's like, you know, you might think it's one way. You might be absolutely certain it is one way. And then if you just sit down with a cuppa and talk about it, you'll find out when you go to the source, it had nothing like it seemed to be. And I think that's what I like about this episode, because instead of Can just believing hook, line, and sinker because there was a picture, he sits there and goes... I'm going to go talk to Tin about this because I'm not going to believe a picture that may or may not have been photoshopped, that may or may not even be true. And we're just going to sit there and go directly to the source and say, hey, Tin, did you do drugs? Um, were you with a lot of people? And you know what? The thing I like about this episode is, is Ken's like, or excuse me, Tin's like, no, I did not do drugs. Yes, I was with people I probably should not have been with. And the thing I like about this episode is he doesn't beat around the bush. He's completely honest about the issues at hand. He's sitting there going, you know, this is true. This is this is the way it was. This is what was like in the past. This is what is now. And the thing I do like about Tin and Can as well in the relationship is they're like, you know, Tin is like, you're the only one I'm with. That is it. I'm not going to be with X, Y, or Z. This is it for me. This is it for, you know, Can is like, you know, you're the one for me. This is it. And the thing is, is because of that, they can be more honest with each other. They're not sitting there second guessing their relationship. They're like, this just is. This is the present. This is what our lives are. This is what it's going to be. And I think that's what I really like about this episode is the fact that, yes, a picture was shown and yes, Can saw and reacted, but Can immediately almost went to go talk to Tin about it. And again, I'm like, you know, that's a really healthy thing. I wish that, you know, in real life, people did that more often. It takes a great deal of courage to do that. I mean, you know, in theory, if someone showed you a picture like that of someone that you cared about, you'd probably want to beat around the bush a couple weeks, avoid them, you know, do things like that, just so you don't have to bring up topics such as these. But, you know, instead, maybe just facing the problem head on and going, this is what I've gotten. Do you have something to say about it? And not in a bad way, but just to say, you know, like Can did, what do you think about this? Is this true? Did you do X? And then to be willing to hear the other side, because I think that is one of the most important things in life, is to be able to sit there and go, you know, looking at it from another perspective. Some of you may have watched um, Romance is a Bonus book, but there's a, there's a scene, I, I love this scene, it's one of my favorite in all cinematographic history, where Un Ho is looking at himself as another entity. And I don't know why, but there are moments when I sit there in life and I go, you know, what would it look like if I did what Unho did? If I stepped out of myself, put on my professor glasses, and looked at my life through those lenses? And the thing is, is oftentimes, you know, the things that you're most worried about and most concerned about, you sit there and you end up looking at yourself and going, I think I'm going to laugh and get some popcorn and just watch this movie play for a little bit. Because oftentimes, it's really 
everything that we think is so pressing and so stressful is not nearly as stressful when you take a step back from it. And again, I think that's why I really like this episode. This series is one of my favorites I have seen in a long time, although I do have to say I really, really liked the Theory of Love Ty BL drama series. That is like totally cool. Um, I also really, really recently liked Enola Holmes on Netflix. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff recently that I've liked, but this is one of the top ones, not because it's great quality acting or great quality production. And the sound effects for those of us who are Western world viewers are a little weird and obtuse. And I don't mean that bad about anyone, but, you know, I grew up with films that did not have sound effects. So it's a little bit of an adjustment. I do have to say this is much less of an adjustment than like my engineer, for example. And the characterizations in this, I really like. Again, this is not a show for children. So if you're going to watch it, you might want to watch it without the kitties or, you know, watch it once and then make sure you have the fast forward button. I personally, as an adult, didn't need to skip anything in this show, which for Anna is saying quite a lot because I typically tend to skip large sections, but I really didn't feel the need to do this in the show. Everything was pretty you know, handled in a pretty okay way. I mean, some, you know, they are, they are college kids. They are messing around, but you know, nothing's really terrible. And so, you know, I just really didn't feel the need to skip anything. But, um, this episode, I'd probably give it a 10 just because I really like the way Can and Tin handled that situation that was shown. Um, A plays a little bit of a part in this episode. Not much. He basically comes into a restaurant in the mall when Ken's dealing with Tool. Um, he, A. Pond, and then the two music students, Toom, and I'm afraid I don't know the name of the other one, are talking to A to try to figure out how they could make a song based off of him and Pete's relationship and the distance that's been created. And the thing I like about this episode is Toom is sitting there, and Toom does not want to be there. Toom makes it very clear. He just really doesn't want to be there. And and the other music student says, Toom, I know this may not look like a story, but I think you really should sit and listen because I have a feeling you probably get way more than one song out of this story. And Toom looks at A and he says, well, you give me the pitch. What What do you think? And, and A looks at A and he says, you know, I really don't have anything to pitch. He said, you know, the only thing I can say is, is he said, if you know what it's like to, you know, be separated from someone you care about, then you're going to understand my story. And he really couldn't have picked a better way to explain it in its most simplistic form because that's what Toom is dealing with with his um, stepbrother because he really wanted to have a life with his stepbrother. They are not biological brothers. Their parents ended up marrying each other when they were older kids. And he can't do that because, again, some people may know, but this series is actually in the same storyline as the Tharn type series, which I have not watched in totality because, quite frankly, I just did not like Tharn and type because they were basically, you know, friends with benefits to start out with. And I just, that relationship seems very unhealthy to me. And, you know, I know that in the end that they supposedly worked that all out and were in a really meaningful relationship, but... Again, I sit there and go, you know, life is too short to do things like that. And the character of Toom's brother was the one who was with Tharn before um, he met Type. 
and was really abused by some people who were trying to take advantage of him because they were paid off by Long to do so. And so he's got to deal with that emotional baggage, which you kind of find out about in Love by Chance. Um, Tharn and Type really aren't in this show. Um, they just aren't. Um, they had a different actor play, I believe, Type in the original um, Love by Chance. He played... Um, Oh, the one that ended up with two in Theory of Love, but I can't think of his name in that show. It was P, somebody, brother, somebody, but I can't remember. I'm sorry, not very good with names. But anyway, that's a digression. But this is basically a spinoff because it's at the same campus that um, Thorn Type was at. And so this basically is other students in other sections of that campus that also know Thorn and Type. And so... I think they did that so that they could base this off of that, and then people who are familiar with the Thorn Type series could go directly to Love by Chance and then Love by Chance 2. And then I believe they're making a Thorn Type 2 seven years later, and that's coming out here just soon. So they're hoping to build basically kind of a mini franchise or quite large franchise off of these four different shows or four different seasons, two different shows. And so that's just a little side note, but maybe of interest, maybe not. Um, again, I don't really think we're probably going to be reviewing Tharn Type just because I try to not review things that I really, really have trouble with. Um, if you have listened to the episode before, you will realize that I did give a small review of the book that this um, series is based off of and why I loathed it so. But, you know, that's a minor digression, and I hardly ever do that, but I really did want to warn people that if they really like the movie, they might want to stray away from the book because it's... Um, not like the movie. Let's just put it that way. And um, so that is Anna's review of Love by Chance 2, season, uh, episode 10. And I'm really looking forward to next week to see where this goes. Because at the end of this episode, something happens with um, Can. He gets another message from Tool. And he comes to Tool's house. He, he tells his mom, he says, I'm going to have to go kill somebody, and you're going to need to bail me out, possibly, from jail. And his mom thinks he's joking. And the thing is, is um, I don't really think he's joking, and I think he probably has a really good reason for his feelings. But he ends up going and punching Tool in the face. The maid stops him from pursuing that further, and then um, Tool's dad comes down and is trying to figure out what is going on. Also, I think Tool's getting ready to run Ganjin through the ringer yet again. Um, I'm not exactly sure why, except I think he's just trying to destroy everyone in his life who's cared about him at all. And he doesn't want to leave a trace of his past history, and Ganjin knows pretty much everything about him. So he's basically getting ready, I think, to run Ganjin under the truck, basically. I mean, I'm not trying to be bad here, but really. And, you know, I don't mean where Tool really doesn't have any redeeming qualities. I mean, if it, he'd at least be honest, if he would have, you know, you know, been the person he needed to be and said the things he needed to do, maybe, just maybe, he could have pulled himself up. But at this point, you know, I'm sure they're going to make it so that, you know, we have this nice, happy ending at the end of the series where Tool isn't the despicable fellow that he seems to be. But I don't really think I'm going to be buying that because, you know, you don't take and make other people um, pay for your own inadequacies. And 
that's really what Tool's excellent at. I mean, he's going to be putting everyone he can through the ringer, telling lies about them, doing things that he has no business doing simply because he has the ability to, and unfortunately his dad believes him. I really think it's going to be interesting to see, as he's most likely exposed in this series, what's going to happen. Because that, I think, you know, when things come to light, people have the opportunity to change their ways and do the right thing. I really don't know if he's going to do that or not, but it's going to be interesting to watch. I, I hope, you know, for everybody's sake, he does, because he's making everyone's life a bit of a living hell for only because he's unhappy. And I'm sorry, but that's a really lame reason. I mean, it really is. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see as this progresses what happens with Tool. Um but uh, I really do hope they come out with the season three. I do understand from what I've read online that they won't be able to get Saint to play Pete in the next series. But I'm going, well, you can get another actor to play Pete in the next series. Um, apparently there was an issue with the management of Pete and Perth and they don't want to work together anymore for whatever reason. You know, who knows? Um, but anyway, that um, I'm hoping they come out with the second or third series and then um i know that they are coming out with the tharn type seven years later here just in a little bit of time i believe the one i'm really looking forward to them coming out with though is bromance 2 um they waited five years to make that one but that's the one i'm really looking forward to but anyway that is honor with many many digressions and thank you for listening check it at the round table bye